Okay. Mine's working. Let's see. Check yours. <clears throat> hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good to go. So you said like a, basically like a handful away, kind of. This. Yeah, yeah. Fist, fistful away. Okay. Yeah. So right here. So I could. This if, is good right here. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything. Anything less. You can kind of hear it in your headphones. Like if I talk right here, all of a sudden you can't hear me in the headphones. Yeah. But then if if I talk right here, you can't either. What's but, too close? Is that too? Close? <laughs> yeah, that's a little too close. If you're okay. kissing the mic, okay, it's a little bit too close. <laughs> All right. Um, oh yeah, let me text my daughter. My, I just saw a, a, oh those beeps, those damn. Did you hear the beeps last time? Not on the podcast. Okay. But I did while we're doing the podcast. While we're doing it, but it wasn't on the podcast, no. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, I forgot about my daughter. I forgot she needed a ride. She's like, are you going to pick me up after your podcast? Oh, after, um, okay. But I, she also gave me the option of, I mean, we're drinking. So she gave me the option of I could pick her up in the morning. That sounds better. Yeah, that sounds way better because we're in celebration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, let me just thank her real quick. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you want to start the show? I guess so. Let's do it. All right. Well, <clears throat> hello, everybody. We're back. <laughs> Welcome to the, what is the name of our podcast? It's called the, it's called Sports Betting with Jake and Scott. I'm Scott. And over to my right is. I am Jake. Jake. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> In the charge of all the player props. And, um, and, uh, I mean, you do, do all the behind the scenes, really trying to do a little bit of the automation and doing the coding for the dashboard, stuff like that. But you've been killing it with teams, bro. I just want to say that. Well, we're both doing good. Yeah. We're both doing really good. Um, yeah, we're up. I mean, I guess we can, uh, just get right into it. We can get right into our weekly results. We'll skip notes and go to notes after the weekly results because it's so. I think we're so excited how good we're doing. We might as well just get right into it. That sounds great. Right now, you want to so, start off first, or uh, how about you start off? Okay. How how are you doing on the on the player props there? Okay, let's see. So just last... so while while you're just coming up with it, um, just a recap. What we're doing is we are. You have you're in charge of player props. And I'm in charge of team bets. And um, we each start with a $10,000 bankroll. I started with a $10,000 bankroll on November 23rd, which is um, we're coming up on three months. Little, It's like two and a half months. You started on January 4th, I believe. I think it's the 1st of January. 1st of January. So it's a little over a month. And, um, and we each start with a $10,000 bankroll. And if you sign up at YouBetSmart.com and you look on your accounts page, all of our bets are posted. And if you did every single bet just how we said with the, the line and uh, like the, the sports book that you bet it at, um, we track everything. And we see how good we're going to do. And, and our goal is we're doing uh, – we haven't come up with a catchy phrase yet, but we're doing a race to a million to see if we can turn – the $10,000 bankrolls into a million dollars. Now, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, 
is it a combined like mine ten thousand and your ten thousand? So it's actually twenty thousand to a million. Yeah. Or is it ten? Uh, twenty thousand to a million. Yeah. Okay, so it's not each one is ten thousand to a million. Yeah. So just, that would be ten thousand two accounts. That would be two million. So we're doing it combined twenty thousand to a million. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. All right, that makes sense. So so yeah. it's basically a combined twenty thousand dollar bankroll, and we're gonna just show you how to get it to a million dollars but this is a fake account yeah this is for entertainment purposes only for entertainment okay so it's not it's not a real account but we are tracking everything that we would do and we're using real lines yep like it's really you could really place these bets but we're not doing that that's fake um yeah so how is your uh player prop market doing okay so just from the last time we had a podcast a week ago uh, I'm up $2,768. Wow. So you went up $2,700 in just this week. Yes, sir. That's a good week, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. I got the win rate back up to 59% because it sagged after that one and nine night. Okay. Um, the total return on investment now on that $10,000 bankroll is 72.52%. And that's going into today? <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. That's without counting today's uh, results, which I have not looked at yet. Um, so you're up seventy two hundred bucks in a month. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, man, that's that's killer. The only I think I've I've said this on the daily pod or not daily, but the the solo like ten minute podcast that I do, Snack Bar Sports Picks. I just mentioned that that um, it almost feels unreal, like it's fake. <laughs> I know. Like, like we're not because it's we're doing so well. Yeah, it's almost like embarrassing how good we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll cool down. Yeah, I I had a cool down night and thankfully recovered from that. But we'll have plenty of cool down nights. We just have to keep uh, attacking like we're doing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how's your week doing? Uh, my week. Let's check out my week. So the beginning of the week was what? That would be February sixth. Um, well, today is the 11th, the 4th, the 4th. We're going from the 4th. Yeah. Okay. So I, so the only problem with my dashboard, the team dashboard is it doesn't update the profit. So it, so my profit just says my whole thing. Yeah. So, um, I started, I don't know. Mine says I started out at a profit of 2,145. Oh, cause that day I went up 2000. Okay. So are we starting from two February 4th? Yeah. Do we count that day? Yeah. If you put it in here on the calendar. Yeah. If you go in like, uh, I'll do February 4th here until today or yesterday, yesterday, whatever. And you know how, like, we on the left side of the dashboard, we have our profit? Yeah. And it updates that? Yeah. Mine doesn't update. It just says 15000 Okay. So I'll have to do the math. Okay. Mine starts at 2100 and ends at 4000 But I'm not sure if it's counting that, that uh, February 4th. Okay. We what was February 4th? That was Sunday? We should do it before today's... Because it still calculates when you have a, if you go back to yesterday, before today's stats, mine mine shows the profit. Okay. So maybe if you go to the 10th instead of the 11th, it might show. Okay. 
Um, I went to the 10th and it just took off the 11th, but it still has the fourth starting at 2100. Okay. So like if I went to the third, if I went to the third, yeah, then it would start at zero. Okay. Which is kind of weird. It starts at 70 actually, but that's because I think on the third I had a profit of 70. Okay. Um, well, let's just, we'll go from that to the, yeah. Okay. So I guess my profit is $4,130. Wow. A little over $4,000 this that's week. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty good. I had that eight and O run that, uh, that was on the sixth okay. to the seventh. And that was a big one. And also last on the fourth, I had a really good day. I was like up twenty one hundred on that day. So yeah, what are you good. up overall? Overall fifteen thousand. Dude, that's unreal. When I have one more bet coming in today, that includes today with one bet pending, um, but up over fifteen thousand in like uh, I think ten weeks, something okay. around there. So you're up one hundred and fifty percent. One hundred and fifty percent. Yeah. In a little over two months, roughly two months. A little over two months. Yep. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So if you put our combined bankrolls together, if if you start with a $20,000 bankroll, I think we're up around 22000 So yeah. we've over doubled the bankroll in two months. Yeah, so that brings up a good point. We got to have a goal on when we're going to up the stars or up the, not necessarily the stars, but the value of the stars. So we can start doing two stars would be 400 instead of 200. Yeah, so right now, um, we've mentioned it before, but in the star system, we give all of our picks out on a star system one to five. And one star means you bet $100. Two star means you bet $200 to win. Three stars and so on. And so, yeah, since our bankroll has over doubled, we have to start thinking about upping it to where one star is 200 and two stars 400. So what do you think? What should be the, the next, the level up? I would think at the most 25, 25K. I don't know. Just to give us okay. a li- little breathing room or? Yeah, I think a little breathing room. It's also a little tricky too because the volatility of your graph will be a little bit higher, yeah. you know, but we, ha- but yeah, I think, I think a little bit of a buffer is good. We shouldn't just jump right into it. Okay. So if we reach 25,000, combined then we're moving it up yeah okay that sounds like a great goal it's good to have goals yeah and i mean sorry to cut you off but at the race we're at the pace we're going i mean we'll reach that goal by the end of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously what were you gonna say yeah i was gonna say uh so our goal is to turn that fake bankroll of twenty thousand into a million and hopefully we can do that in five years which sounds crazy but we've already done one of we need basically need to double up six times okay and we've already done it once in a little over two months so yeah i think we could do it in five years let's let's try to do it in five years okay because i think five years is good it sounds like oh you did it in two months you could do it in a year but that's the pace we're going at right now is a little on it's too much in my opinion yeah it's too much we could definitely do it but i don't want to count on it yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think five years is a good plan to, to turn $20,000 into a million dollars in five years with our fake bankroll. Yeah. This is not a real bankroll. 
<laughs> yeah, we're having a hard time betting in California anyway, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, well, that 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 sums up the weekly results. That also um, kind of gives a little dive into the markets. On Snack Bar Sports Picks, I do markets. I go, let's get into the markets, and then we do. So that's kind of like what we're doing here is just checking out our markets. I like the idea of having different markets, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that so so far, so good. I don't want to jinx it, but, I mean, I felt very confident. Yesterday, I had a bad day. I lost about a thousand on my market on my bankroll. Okay. And um it's weird like I'm really since we're doing it every day and we're just like I've been thinking about it like 10 hours a day. Yeah. Like while I'm awake, I I'm just like it's kind of even in the background of my mind if I'm doing something else, it's still like running. And since we're it's almost like I feel like we have like a a heartbeat to the market to where like yesterday before as I was putting the bets in I didn't, it didn't feel right. Okay. I almost canceled all of them. Okay. And I should have because I ended up losing like a thousand bucks on okay. my bankroll. That's still not that much of a drop. Like you're still, what are you up 150%? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I got you. That Sometimes you just have that feeling. And But like yeah. we said on the last podcast, you, you got to leave your feelings out of it. Yeah. You know? So you just got to go keep with the system. Yeah. So that's why I was like, no, got to go with it. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I just try to get out of the way of the system because I'll overthink some stuff and I want to leave them out. But in reality, I think just trusting the system, it's just, I don't know. I, I find myself overthinking some and cutting some out sometimes. And I feel like the system just basically works well. Just, I don't know. As long as I apply all the layers and it meets our criteria, then just send it out. Trust the system. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, um, we, I mean, we've mentioned the last podcast a couple times. Um, you, uh, you got any notes for us for the last podcast? Um, I guess just the brief thing that we, you asked me a question about the Adesanya Pereira fight, where it's at. And I started to Google it and then got sidetracked. Uh, so I ended up looking it up. It's in Miami. It's on April 8th. And, uh, that'll definitely be a fight we should talk about cause it'll be the second time they're facing each other. Okay, yeah, and we have a we have there's a fight going on tonight in Australia. Yeah. And then we have that fight in Vegas on March 4th, right? Yeah. And then there's this fight coming up in April. Exactly. And um please do announce that we're going to have a UFC um what what number is the one for Vegas? Do you know UFC Oh. I don't know which one that is. The one tonight is 284. So the next one's 285 then, wouldn't it be? Or is there one in between? Um, I don't know that Adesanya will be on that one. The one on March 4th. Oh, well, they do it every week. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So well, one coming up, the one on March 4th, yeah. um, we're going to have a special podcast where Parrish is coming in, our UFC expert. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to break down the night on a, on a podcast coming up. Yeah, we look forward to having him. So Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. So any other notes? Um, I, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, actually, you know what? I wanted to bring up something. One of our clients and good friends, Itchy, brought up some feedback about our show. And basically, he said that he likes the hard data and analytics. And he wants to hear more about the legality of sports betting, uh, indie casinos, more about the implications of betting in California, the regulations and uh, new propositions that are coming up. 
because from his perspective, it's it's confusing and a barrier for sports betters. Hmm. And I okay. completely agree because it's, I don't know, it's weird how pretty much every other state you could bet on sports, but you can't in California. It's a real gray area. And, yeah. Um, Maybe we can dive into that a little bit more in the future podcast. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I don't think we have anything scheduled for this one. Exactly. For that, but, um, you know, that's a great idea. Maybe... I, I think that we should try to maybe reach out to a few people in California yeah. and see if we can get them in to interview them yeah. to see like professional opinion to people who are in the know who are dealing with this on a daily basis. Yeah, that's a great idea. To bring someone in and interview them and talk to them about it. Let's do it. Not in a way where we're going to um, come at them or like be upset that that it's not legal, yeah. but just to understand. Yeah. Hear their perspective on why it's not legal. Yeah. That uh, write that down. Okay, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm actually really excited about that, and we should. I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait to get into that. One other thing, he said the his uh, the favorite part of the segment is when you talked about Portsmouth. Uh, is this in the last podcast? It's in one of the recent ones. Okay, you talked about it in depth, and that was his favorite part of our segment so far. Was that the uh, when they were parking the bus? I think so. I've actually heard multiple compliments about that part. So interesting. Whatever you did during that part you should do more of <laughs> okay that was an in-depth breakdown of the game and um yeah, yeah yeah i don't have any more of that than this one either but i'll i'll try to get into a little bit more of that okay right yeah on. yeah that that is that's gonna that's gonna um kind of stretch me as an individual because like i said in the in the last segment um i'm really trying to like keep myself out of it and that was really putting myself into that bet. So um, I'm trying to be like a little bit more robotic and just sticking to the system, yeah. which keeps myself out of it. That one was like an in-depth what I thought yeah. personally, Okay. you know? Yeah. So it's hard to get, but I, I have a lot of personal opinions about soccer. So maybe I'll jump into some soccer bets more and get back and get into that a little right. bit. Oh. That's what the fans want, man. All right. I'll uh well that stay tuned for future podcasts on that one. Um what do you think about well, I mean we we're just talking about the UFC. What do you think about this fight tonight? Um I mean we're going to be talking about it post. Everybody's going to know what happened, but there's a fight going on right now as yeah, we speak. Yeah, the main event is probably on as we speak right now. Oh, you don't have it on? The stream uh Stop. I'd have to refresh it. And who's fighting again tonight? We talked about it in the last podcast. It's Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. And I've been watching all kinds of videos on this. It's unbelievable fight. You got two champions. Volkanovsky is going up in weight to fight Makachev. And they say Volkanovsky is the number one pound for pound and Makachev's two. But Volkanovsky is a three to one dog. So it's rare that you could see somebody that's a number one pound for pound. He's he's got one loss. So Makachev is twenty three and one, and Volkanovski is twenty five and one. And you broke down this fight last week. Yeah, briefly. And who did you like last week? I forget what, where you're leaning. Uh, this is unofficial, but if yeah. I had to, I'm leaning towards Volkanovski just because of the odds. I, find it hard to believe that a champion with that's 25 and one that's fighting in his own hometown is such a huge dog and he's going up in weight which is a disadvantage but prior to this 
he used to be in rugby and he was like way heavier than the weight class he's fighting in now. So I don't think the weight, uh, him going up in weight is as big as a disadvantage as, as the lines are suggesting. Uh, but his opponent Makachev is just so dangerous. He's, um, he's got a gold medal in combat, uh, Sambo, Sambo. And, um, what yeah. is Sambo? Uh, I, I just know his backgrounds is wrestling. Like he's an, okay. a legit wrestler. Okay. Um, he, he basically, he's looking for any chance he can to take you down to the ground and ground and pound. And he, he's very deadly and Volkanovsky knows his game plan and he's going to try to stay on his feet, but, uh, Makachev takes everybody down. So it's just whether Volkanovsky could get back on the ground or not. If this fight stays standing, I love Volkanovsky's chances. I think he's a much better striker, but the reason the odds are so in favor of Makachev is because he's so uh, dominant at his strategy of wrestling. Nobody could stop him from taking him down. He takes down everybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I was telling you before, I overheard you and Parrish talking before the show, and it sounded like Parrish was also leaning on your side because of the plus 300 is so enticing. Yeah. And that kind of... Um, alerts my spidey sense mm-hmm. on you know me I'm Mr. Contrarian yeah and when I hear stuff like that I automatically think I should bet on the favorite okay. because I bet you a lot of the public is like this guy's number one in the world he's only lost one fight and he's plus 300 I'm getting if I bet a hundred bucks I get three hundred dollars to win yeah and I got the number one guy sign me up yeah I'd love to see the betting data, the public betting data. Yeah, that's a good point. I would love to see how many people are betting on each fighter. I, w- I would kill for that because um, I'd be so interested to see if the public is heavily betting on uh, the underdog in this one. And it just makes me think, uh, it just makes me want to bet on the the favorite. Yeah, th- the thing is, it's really hard to, if, I'm just looking at the lines right now on fight, uh, fightodds.io. Uh, you could shop around and find the best lines. And I mean, you, you got, uh, Islam Makachev as high as minus 500 on sports bet. Yeah. And you don't want to bet minus 500. That's an insane bet. So what I like to do, this is when I like to bring in parlays. Like if there's a, if I'm really like, no, the minus 500, I love it, but I don't want to put up 500. Um, if there's another bet that I like that is like minus 150 or 160 and it could be any bet it could be cross sports but i just don't like i really like both bets a lot like they're four star bets the minus 500 the minus 160 yeah that minus 500 will bring the minus 160 down to like an even minus 110 yeah so all of a sudden you just got like an even bet a minus 110 bet yeah that's that's one way i do you're not supposed to do parlays and i don't I don't like parlays, but that's one way I like using a parlay. I understand. It's just because I don't want to bet that minus 500. Yeah. You know? That's understandable. Yeah. That's not... No no official bets here. Um, we don't put these up on the account at youbetsmart.com. Um, anything else with the fight that you could think of with the UFC um, that you want to point out? I, I guess the one thing that would be different is when you see them line up uh, post fight when they did the <clears throat> the stare down uh, Makachev has got a three inch uh, he's three inches taller okay 
But the reach, Volkanovski's actually got a longer reach. Wow. Cause it, That's it, interesting. Yeah, Volkanovski apparently has a longer reach than most of the people he fights again, but against, but he's shorter. He's just got long arms. Hmm. And he's really stocky, and I've heard other people ex- uh, describe him as like a fire hydrant because <laughs> he's short and thick. Okay. And <clears throat> I don't know. It's just going to be a great fight. I can't wait. Yeah. When you started that, you are like, if when they were facing each other at the thing, you are like, he has a three-inch... And then you pause for a second. I'm like, they're measuring that now. Jeez. <laughs> that's, ama- that's amazing. And it sucks for that guy. Yeah. But, uh, but you switched it up. So exactly. Um, speaking of championships, we got the Super Bowl coming up tomorrow. Yes, sir. What are your plans for the Super Bowl? What are you doing? Uh, going to bonds and, Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. They're going to smoke some meat and okay. Get drink some beers and I don't know, enjoy a good S- event. Smoke some other stuff. Yeah. A little bit of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, who do you like in the, in the game? Well, this is unofficial, but I'm leaning slightly towards the Eagles. Okay. And that's hard to imagine because Mahomes is unbelievable MVP. And I just look at the, the defense of the Eagles and the best pass defense in the league, the highest sacks in the league. And they have a, a potent offense as well. They have some amazing receivers and, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to beat him. I also lean slightly towards the Eagles. I was talking to my dad this week, and it was interesting. I um, I was telling him about our podcast and about how a couple podcasts ago, at the beginning of the playoffs, we were analyzing the Dallas-Tampa Bay game. And I didn't have an official bet for the game. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, who, what do you think about the Dallas-Tampa Bay game? And I started talking about it. And you know me, I like to talk. Yeah. And I think I went on for like 15 minutes on this long explanation about how the offensive line hasn't been playing, but they're coming back, and now they have all their five guys, and they have pro bowlers across. Yeah. And I talked to myself into the bet. It was not an official bet. But after I listened to the podcast, and I listened to myself talk about the Dallas Cowboys were going to murder the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. I actually was like, that's a bet. That's about why. I, why am I saying that's unofficial? I talked myself into it. Yeah, I agree. You had a really compelling argument for the Cowboys without even trying to sell anybody on the Cowboys. And it was an official bet. But then after I talked, I talked myself into. It. I'm like, no, that's actually a bet. I did that off podcast. Yeah. But um, made it an official bet in my real, in our real bankroll, not the you bet smart fake twenty thousand dollar bankroll. But um, so. Having said that, I was talking about I was talking to my dad about the Super Bowl. Yeah. We like got started talking to my dad about the Super Bowl, and the 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 thing I love about the Philadelphia Eagles is what they've done with their defensive line. They've drafted over the last four years. Have I talked to you about this? I think so, but go ahead and elaborate. Okay, over the last four years, it might be five or six. Over the last whatever amount of years, they've used their first and second round draft picks mm-hmm. to get eight defensive linemen, and these aren't just any defensive linemen. I mean, they're first and second rounders. Most of them come from the SEC, and. When you think of a defensive line, you think of four guys, maybe three guys if you have a pass defense going. But if you have those four guys, they have two starting fours. Wow. So they And what they do is they rotate them throughout the game. So they constantly have fresh legs. They have eight solid, like top-of-the-line defensive linemen. So they're backups 
could easily be star starters on another team. And, and they don't think of them as starters and backups. They just think of them as we're a team, we're a unit, and we'll just rotate in like every two plays. Rotate, rotate, rotate. And I was telling my dad this, and I was like, my dad's like, so Patrick Mahomes, is, is he, he, might, he might struggle in this game. And I'm like thinking like, I think he is. I, think, I, I mean, I think that the Eagles' D-line is really going to come at him this game. They have had a bye, so they're fresh. They have eight. They're all of them are not injured. They have eight fresh guys, and I wouldn't be surprised if they'd come at him and if and see that the Chiefs struggle with Mahomes. Yeah. And I kind of talked myself into it. I'm like, I mean, I've been rooting for the Eagles the whole year, anyways. Yeah. I like the Eagles in this one. Yeah, you gotta. You got to let them fly, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's their fight song, actually. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> there you go. Um, we'll be playing that later in the show. Yeah. I noticed KC opened up as a minus fave, or minus 1.5 faves, and now it's a minus 1.5 for Philly. It's moved three points, and the betting data, um, I'm going to pull it up right now. I know that it's nothing significant the last time I checked. But I would love to look at it now. Yeah, the only yeah, I have it opening up as a pick, but I think depending on the sports book, it, it could have been minus one and a half for the Chiefs, and now it is minus one and a half for the Eagles. What I have, and these are odds coming from this is this is data coming from Caesars Sportsbook. Um, that fifty nine percent of the bets are coming in on the Eagles. Okay. So. It does make a little bit of sense that there's more bets and more money coming in on the Eagles that the line would move in that direction. Okay. Um, yeah. So that it doesn't really like there's there the data doesn't suggest that I should be betting my team bets any any way. I understand that just data makes sense. There's nothing like there's no anomaly in that betting data. But uh, yeah, what do you think about the line movement? <clears throat> um. I don't know. I would almost think that it would go towards KC more, but I don't know. How come? Just because I, I feel like Mahomes has been there before. He's very experienced, and the track record with Kelsey, and I don't know. The Eagles are a little bit more new. I, I haven't seen them in the playoffs in a while, but I, I feel like they're a, a better – they're more complete in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles are. <clears throat> Fun fact, they won the Super Bowl five years ago, and that was the last – I also bet on them to win the Super Bowl that year. No. Not to not to toot my own horn or anything. I hate when people do that. Yeah. But um, it's just like uh, something about the Eagles. I'm not an Eagles fan either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, but <laughs> something about those Eagles. Yeah, what's interesting, both teams are 16-3. and three. Yeah, I think um, uh, you sent something to me where uh, I forget what company did it, but they did a they did a model of all the Super Bowls, and they did simulations of all the Super Bowls. And out of what is it, fifty seven Super Bowls? Yeah. This model said that this is the closest game in history. Yeah. According to the model. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty interesting. Unreal. Well, it's ex- it's going to be an exciting game. We'll see what happens. Um, if anything, I'm just going to call a Philadelphia Eagle blowout. That's what I'm going to call. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. I, I just wanted to bring up a, a few of the 
main people to keep an eye out on. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he had 3,701 pass yards, a 22 to 6 touchdown to interception ratio, which is pretty impressive. And then he was also deadly at the rush. He had 760 rush yards for 13 touchdowns. And uh, the best receiver that I think that they're uh, definitely going to want to keep an eye out on the Chiefs is A.J. Brown. He had 88 receptions for 1,496 yards, 11 touchdowns. And then uh, the, the key players on the Chiefs, I would go with Patrick Mahomes, who was MVP, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns and only 12 picks. And he had 358 rush yards for four touchdowns. And then Travis Kelsey, the guy that I'm actually recommending against, uh, I'm taking the under. He had 110 receptions for 1,338 yards and 12 touchdowns. So just just some people to keep your eye out on. Let's get into that bet. You have a bet Mm -hmm. that is an official bet for the Super Bowl. And what is that bet? Uh, Travis Kelsey, under 7.5 receptions. I recommended it at minus 125 at Bovada, and the line's actually moved. You even get better odds now if you take it. <clears throat> so uh, the general public's hopped on Kelsey, and obviously they know that he's a big target for Mahomes, and now's a, a great time to take that line, in my opinion. So he's gone under 64% of the time in the last 25, and hmm. he's gone under 8 out of the last 10, 80%. Wow. Uh, Philly is number one in the league against the pass, <clears throat> and number one in the league for sacks. Uh, they're in the top 10 for receptions for tight ends. So, hmm. yeah, Travis Kelsey is more than capable of doing it. He had 14 catches or something against the Jags recently. But the Eagles are very tough, and I feel like they're going to keep uh, be focused on him. So I, he's going to have to work for it to get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how many stars is that? I only did it at two stars. Two stars? Yeah. How come only two? That's playoffs, and it's uh, I feel like it's always challenging at the, the tail end of the year. It'll be a highly scrutinized game. Um, I don't know. Maybe if this is a, during the regular season, I'd probably have it at three. Okay. The only thing that I could think of that would make it lose would be if my crazy theory that the Eagles start blowing them out. Yeah. And if they're up by like two touchdowns or three touchdowns, then they're just going to be throwing it. Yeah. And they might back off a little bit and allow for those little over the middle plays that Kelsey runs. Yeah, definitely. And then all of a sudden he racks up a bunch of catches, but they still lose. Yeah. He's more than capable of it. That's another reason he's a stud. So just two stars. It's, I find an edge, but not enough to where he can't, win or whatever you can't go over but anytime there is an under that you like in a high profile game yeah and this game does not get any more high profile i love that bet okay because especially when it's high profile Mm -hmm. high profile player yeah and then you got the under i can see a lot of people betting i'd love to see the betting data on that i can't wait till we can see I wonder if anybody out there listening knows of where we can find betting data where you know the percentage of bet on the over-under of like this Travis Kelsey yeah. seven and a half receptions. I would love to know like what the be- how many bets are above, how many bets are below. That'd be sweet to have that. It's got to be out there somewhere. If anybody knows, that'd be great. 
if they can let us know. Um, yeah, I love, I love, I love that bet. I absolutely love that bet. Yeah, it's very contrarian too, and you can see the general public's uh, moving the line even more because Kelsey is a huge name, and he had 14 catches recently. They see that, but if you look in the last 10 games, he's gone under eight. There's, I don't know. There's some value there for sure. Yeah, and with the receptions, I mean. The statistics show it, but I don't think a lot of people are like looking up those statistics. And if you just, if you just have a feeling, I mean, Travis Kelsey was on our fantasy team, and it felt like he did, he like killed it all year. It feels like he's been killing it in the playoffs. So, like, without looking at those stats that you gave, just off the top of my head, I'm feeling like no, Kelsey's gonna have a huge game. Mm-hmm. But like he could still have huge games like he has yeah. and still get under seven and a half receptions. Exactly. Like he has. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great bet. I love that bet. Um, I have a couple, I have four soccer bets. I'm not going to get at in depth like you. Um, is there, I, I can get into those now or is there any like more, sometimes we go over like a special rule that we do every podcast and we talk about, is there anything that you want to talk about with that now before I do my bets? Okay. Um, let's see a rule. I know I went over that somewhere. You were telling me that you, you had, I think you listed like four or five, um, that you gave me. And I was like, man, these are really good. Okay. Yeah. I took some notes. So one thing that's kind of, counterintuitive is that most people try to focus on whether they won or lost and that's actually the wrong thing to consider or to think about when you're betting on sports and I would say almost anything in life you're all you care about is winning but this is actually different you you don't you shouldn't care about winning you should care about making the right decision and when you make the right decision in the long run you'll make money so it it doesn't matter if you made money on that decision. It matters if you should have even been doing that play in the first place. Just like in poker, it's like it doesn't matter if you sucked out and you hit your 7-2 offsuit and beat aces. That doesn't mean that you should be playing your 7-2 offsuit. So um, basically I would focus more on making the right decision, not whether you won or lost. Like You basically want a positive expected value in the long run with that play. And this is all a long run uh, system that we're doing. Most people just want to get rich quick and they end up getting broke quick. And I, I mean, I, I learned the hard way. That was the story when I was younger. I, I, I made a mistake by betting too big and just trying to get rich right away. It, it doesn't work like that. It's if you got to have a, a winning strategy before you start increasing your bet size. So, um, I love yeah. it. Um, I love the poker analogy that, I mean, it's like a perfect analogy for this. And, um, it's almost like just focus on making the right decisions and then your bankroll going up and your winning percentage will just be a consequence. Exactly. Of that. Yeah. You know, cause I have some people they are like, or some of my friends are like, Oh, I won this huge parlay. It's like, okay, that that's great. But like, th- did you have the right odds to play that parlay in the first place? Like, that's the, the part that I care about more. Like if I, if I'm playing poker and I win a hand, but I was actually in the, like I sucked out, even though I won the money, I'm mad at myself for making the wrong play. I care more about making the right play and 
if, if I lose, I'm, I'm happy if I made the right play. As long as I made the right play, that's my ultimate goal. And when you continually make the right play with a positive expected value, the money will come. Yeah. I have a friend. Um, we went to Vegas. We used to do Vegas runs, you know, when we were like 18, 19. We're in Southern California. Vegas is a four-hour road trip away. And when we were 19 years old, we could have been 21 or maybe we were just 19 and, and drinking um, underage. But we all went out to Vegas. There was like 10 of us. One of my buddies, Hashi, he did a 12-game parlay. Oh, my God. And um, it was a $20 bet. I know it was a $20 bet, and I know it was a 12-game parlay. A little foggy on how much he won, but it was a lot. I mean, someone who would probably do the math on that. I can't remember. I mean, it was a lot. It was in the thousands. I can't remember what it was. And we were and and that was that was like one of his first bets he ever made in his life. Okay. Um, and just re- imagine us celebrating that day, and imagine how great he felt that day. He ended up uh, moving to Japan, lived in Japan for about ten years. I saw him at a wedding about six years ago. So this was like fifteen years later. I saw him at a wedding, went up to his table. I'm like, Hashi, you remember that parlay that you won? What and was it? Twenty dollars to win what? I don't it was thousands of dollars. Oh my god. I don't I can't remember. I'm just gonna be throwing a number out there and it's gonna be a guess. Okay. It was thousands of dollars though. Okay. It was a twelve game parlay. Unreal. That he won. Okay. I, I, I wanna say ten thousand dollars, but it might not be. Someone out there might do the math on a twelve game parlay and like, there's no way he could win ten thousand dollars. It was at least two thousand, yeah, and it could have been up to like twenty. Wow. It, I don't know where yeah. in that range. That's a giant range, yeah. But it was enough where when you're a twenty-one year old and it's the first bet, one of the first bets you ever make, it's like what the heck? Like it was a celebration. We were like, of course, we were going off. And so I went up to him at the wedding at the table, and I go, Hashi, you remember when you made that bet, that parlay? And he goes, that was the worst bet of my life and I'm like what and, and it goes here's what happened like I thought that was the worst thing that could have happened to me in betting because that was my first experience yeah and now I just thought that's what happens so over the course of the next 10 years I just made parlay bets yeah and I lost all that money plus way more I believe he's it. like that that winning that bet was the worst thing to ever happen to me that's actually amazing that he recognized that. Cause yeah, a lot of if, people won't. He eventually recognized it, but I. Th- but he had to go through the pain before he started recognizing that. But he eventually did. I believe it. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So I got um I got a couple bets for you, and they're all parlays. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I got four. So I love that that rule that you had. It's okay. a great rule. Um, you had a couple others, but we'll save them for the podcast in the future. You got an update on the the MMA match? Uh. Yeah, the first round was pretty even. Volkanovski did not get submitted, which is a, a bonus in my opinion. Um, I would I'd say Makachev won the first round. But uh, yeah, I'll keep keep you posted. And that is the favorite, right? That's yeah, favorite. Makachev, yes sir. And that's probably the most realistic outcome is that it just goes to decision and he... And he wins by well, decision. Or? Well, the the sports books 
con- they think that Makachev is probably going to take him down and ground and pound him and, and beat Volkanovski right away. But in my opinion, if Volkanovski can get past the first two or three rounds, I, I think he's the momentum's going to shift because okay, um, Makachev's going to have to drain or use a lot of energy to take him down because he's he's really squirmy and strong. So we'll see as the fight progress pr- progresses. Do you happen to know what the odds are on submission on the the uh, fight, like ending or going the distance? I don't. That's a good question. I I do not. Okay. Next time we'll, we break down a fight, I'll try to. It it's tough because I do these things impromptu. These questions are know, impromptu. It's hard good, to know all that. That's a good question. We should bring that stuff up. All right. Well, we're gonna end this podcast soon because we want to watch this fight. <laughs> And we got to celebrate our $20,000 bankroll at YouBetSmart.com going up to 42000 Yeah. in just uh, two months. But it's a fake bankroll. Yeah. It's not real. Exactly. But uh, if you did every single bet at YouBetSmart.com, you would um, you would turn a $20,000 into 42000 in just two months. That's unbelievable. It's I, I'd say we'd ex- exceeded our own expectations, but... I'm not oh. I'm not that ex- surprised either. It is it is kind of crazy how like how calm we are about it because we've done it before. Yeah. It's just the thing about in the past, I don't think that this happens anymore in sports betting because there's so much liquidity like we've talked about in the past, but I'm I'm just so used to us doubling bankrolls and then getting kicked off of sites. Yeah. So it's happened so many that's probably why we're not surprised. Yeah. But at the same time as being surprised, I'm also a little anxious because it's going so well. Yeah. Isn't is that weird? I feel anxious because it's going so well for some reason. I I just have this uh I, I'm a little pessimistic because we've been kicked off so many damn times that I I'm I'm concerned that if we continue to do well, we're not going to have sports books to place bets with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an honest concern of mine in the future. Like eventually, I think that'd be a badge of honor. I, I kind of, I remember, I remember almost being disrespected that the sports book would, would take our bets because I felt like at one point we were so good that I don't know. I felt like we we're just going to crush them. <laughs> well, that's the point of you bet smart though. Yeah. The fact that like if that happens to yeah. where we can't bet anywhere, yeah. that's the whole point why we have you bet smart is we just put all of our bets online and you pay like a monthly fee and you get all these bets so you can double or triple or sextuple your bankroll. Exactly. Yeah. Because we can't. But um we still can't, but we can't. <laughs> um I got four picks. If you are a customer at you bet smart and you look at you if you you if you sorry if you refresh your account page tonight around i'm gonna say 12 o'clock you're gonna see these four picks on there these are soccer picks i love soccer i'm really into soccer right now these are some uh these are some chalk plays so they're not going to be high stars i don't like to do three or four stars when they're such favorites. So these are favorites. I wouldn't be surprised if I go 4-0 just because they are such high favorites. Okay. Not as much as um, Homeboy is in the fight. 
I'm sorry. Those <laughs> names are so hard to remember. I don't uh, know. Makachev and Volkanovski. Makachev is the favorite. Yes, sir. Okay, so not as much as Makachev, but these are favorites. I'm just going to rattle them off. I know all of our fans say that they want these long, in-depth explanations, and I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> so, um, But there's three games that are playing tomorrow. Um, we'll get this podcast off so uh, tomorrow morning. So uh, these three games are playing today, and then one game is playing on Monday. I have two English Premier League games. I have one La Liga and one Bundesliga game. So we're going all across Europe, England to Spain to Germany. Uh, first one is Liverpool, minus 190. You can find that at DraftKings. Uh, the second one is Leeds, Manchester, United, under three and a half. That one is also minus 190. So you're going to have to search for that, that over under. And then the third one is Real Madrid, uh, Celta Vigo, minus 215. That's over one and a half. So like I said, these are all heavy favorites. We got a minus 190, a minus 190, and a minus 215. And then the last one is the one that could actually lose. Uh, Hertha Berlin and Borussia Mönchengladbach. That's a Bundesliga game. I probably butchered those names. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't do the uh, Google pronunciation before the show. So I just went in that cold turkey. But that's over two and a half at minus 130 so liverpool minus 190 leads manchester under three and a half madrid real madrid uh over one and a half and then hurt the berlin over two and a half those are my four i'm going to give you an update on those next week jake all right we might as well add patrick bamford with leeds united under 2.5 shots minus 143 two stars at bavada and that's something that you like Yes. Is that a pick? Yes, sir. Is it? Yeah. I'd love to see what the uh, I'd love to see what the same game parlay is in that. I might check out the tweet the tweeter check out the the Twitter our Twitter account at YouBetSmart and I might put up a same game parlay to match those up because that's a good correlation. Okay. Yeah, just to see what what's going on with that. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, check us out. on uh check us out on twitter and tiktok at you bet smart um i forgot something what's that we gotta do you have a recommendation for this week yes you do I okay let's give just, out a recommendation okay, i just found it right before um right before the show so something i'd like to suggest is to look into a break-even calculator to know what the break-even percentages are for every bet and so basically if you see a line and it's minus 150 and you want to know what your break even percentage is like uh basically what percentage the sports book thinks that the probability is that person's going to win um if the bet is minus 150 your break even will be 60%. So you need to win 60% or higher to have any value with that. And the way to get that formula if you want to do the formula yourself, it's risk divided by uh, risk plus reward. The bottom denominator is in brackets, so it's risk divided by parentheses risk plus reward. If your bet is minus 150, <clears throat> you'd be risking $150. Divide that by 150 plus 100, 
And if you do that summation, it'll be 0.6 or 60%. So you got to, you want to find bets that you'd be winning, let's say 65% or greater if you're going to do minus 150. So my recommendation is just to find a break even calculator. You could do the math yourself or you can use a website. <clears throat> I just Googled a website right now and it's uh, HTTPS, uh, whatever, colon, backslash, backslash, <laughs> sportsbettingcalcs.com backslash betting dash tools. If you just Google uh, break even calculations for sports betting, you'll find it. But uh, that's just something I feel like people should know the break-even percentages when they're making a bet. And Abs- I, I try to do that for every bet. Absolutely. Um, and that's something that we should add to the list at you bet Smart to have our own break-even calculator. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. One day we'll have one. But uh, until now, go to H-T-T. No, just kidding. <laughs> I probably could have done it without that part. No, it's it's all good. (laughs) It's uh, riveting podcasting. I have a recommendation too. Okay, let's see. It's kind of off the wall. I'm recommending it before I finish it. Okay. But it's a book. All right. I have the book right here. It's called The League. Oh, wow. And I just got it off of Amazon. And it's, um, so I'm doing a, you know, my brother-in-law, Ryan. Yes, sir. Um, He's really into fitness. And I am really into sugar, especially over the last Thanksgiving and Christmas. October, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, those three months, yeah. I gained like 20 pounds. All right. So I was telling Ryan, I was like, I got to get back into shape. So let's do, some, let's do a, uh, uh, some sort of like plan. Yeah. So he sent me this plan. Okay. The plan is you got to work out twice a day, 45 minutes. Okay. Crazy. So morning and night, 45, 45. Okay. One of them has to be outside. Okay. The other thing is you have to follow a diet. Okay. The diet um, I chose is uh, intermittent fasting. So I just eat for 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. Okay. And that, those are my two windows. Okay. I can't eat any bread. Okay. I can't eat any processed food. I can't eat any refined sugar. Yeah. Part of this is no alcohol. But... I did get his okay. I said, hey, me and Jake, we just started a podcast. We finally started the podcast that we've been talking about for years. Our thing is that we drink while we're on it. Yeah. So you got to give me that one drink. And he's like, okay, if you do that, drink a martini. Because a martini has vodka in it and it has vermouth in it. And both of those things don't have any of the stuff that's in your diet. Awesome. So that's why I'm drinking martinis. Um what else? There's other okay. So there's other things in the diet, but a weird thing in the diet is that you have to read ten pages of nonfiction. Oh wow! So the the book that I got is a book called The League, and it's by John Eisenberg. He is a writer for I think ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I might have to correct that in the show notes. Fact check. Next year, yeah, we don't have a Google bitch to check this stuff out, <laughs> but we will get one shortly. <clears throat> probably not shortly. We'll get one in like a couple of years, probably. But the league. So this book um, is about sports. I'm like, well, we're doing the podcast, so I should probably get something nonfiction. And it's about how the NFL was formed and about the business side of things. Wow. So it was formed in like the ni- 1920s. I'm, I haven't finished it, but I love it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Just started the introduction, and 
they just introduced how the NFL started in the 1920s. For 15 years, they had teams of tw- they had 20 teams, but like 15 of them went bankrupt. So there was like five teams left. And in 1935, they got together thinking like, how are we going to build this into something? And so it starts right then. And it, f- it first talks about those five owners okay. and how those five guys built the NFL into something to where from 1935, when everybody went bankrupt to the 1960s, it boomed into, into the league that we used to know. And then it accelerated into the league that we know now. But it almost never happened. Wow. But it, because of these five guys, it happened. And it gets into the business side of things. It gets into marketing. And it kind of like parallels our business. Like, we're sh- this, you bet smart, like, we've had so many speed bumps. We're not bankrupt, but mm. we've, we're so many speed bumps, but we're still just like determined yeah. to get this thing off the ground. So it's inspiring in that way. Okay. Here's the catch that I didn't know when I got the book. There's already a lot of hints and also one just straight up just telling it how it is. One of the guys was really into sports betting. He was like a huge sports gambler. Okay. And that was one of the things that like brought the NFL back because or like because they were like a little bit thinking that these games might be fixed. Okay. But he like proved, they foreshadowed that he proved to them that like, no, I'm just a numbers guy. I'll stop sports betting, but like I'll use the tools to just build this business of the NFL. All right. So there's a sports betting angle in it that I didn't even know about when I ordered the book. Wow. I honestly think that'd be a great movie or Netflix documentary. Yeah, well, I bought the rights to the book. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was on page five, and I'm like, I can see this being a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it's got, I mean, I'm sure somebody owns the rights, and they're like thinking about it. Don't know when the book came out, but I'll keep you posted on the book. I, I'm, like I said, I'm just in the beginning stages of the book, but um, I could already see me liking it. It sounds great, and I look forward to hearing more about it. All right. So that's my recommendation. Read the first 10 pages of The League by John Eisenberg. I don't know about the other pages. <laughs> At least read the introduction. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's the podcast. You got anything else, Jake? Uh, that, I think that's it. I just, I'm excited that we doubled our bankroll, and I look forward to the next time we can celebrate. I think we should celebrate with a shot. After the podcast is over? We'll take a shot after the podcast, and I encourage everybody out there. This is my other recommendation. I don't care if it's 8 a.m. I don't care if it's 12 noon. I don't care if it's 9 p.m. You, at the end of this podcast, take a shot with us. (laughs) Let's celebrate together. Let's celebrate. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter, at YouBetSmart. Subscribe to this podcast and like it. It really helps us out. A lot. Yeah, we're very grateful. Even if you hate us, subscribe to it and never listen to us again. Uh, no, just kidding. But at least like it. Yeah. Um, that's it, man. I guess we'll see each other next week. Yes, sir. We'll be back at it uh, next Saturday. All right. That's it, guys. All right. Have a good one. All right. Let's take that shot.